Hey listeners, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. This episode is the fifth session of our financial planning sessions with Dr. J and this was a really powerful session in terms of really informative and educational. So as you'll hear, Grant and I had gone to our local insurance agent to look into getting a quote for disability insurance and end up getting sold life insurance. So Dr. J goes in depth into the differences and why we might consider one versus the other and kind of just really unpacks it with us. And I learned a lot, as always, from Dr. J, which was super cool. And I hope that it'll be uh, useful to you listening. And you'll also hear that we're about to go on our trip to Europe. So we're kind of in vacation mode and also talk a bit about budgeting for that. If you haven't heard the other four sessions, I, as always, will link them in the show notes here so you can go check those out before playing this one. And without further ado, I give you our fifth financial planning session with Dr. J. All right. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited for your trip? Yes. Yeah. How many days left? Three. Three work days. <laughs> but nobody's counting or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. No right. one. <laughs> so did you decide no Instagram, no social media the trip or you were debating that? Yeah. I, I'm not. I might do like some dumps, photo dumps afterwards, but not during the trip. Good for you. Yeah. Love to see if you have like the shakes from disconnecting from social media. <laughs> Withdrawals, yeah. Yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> it's great. And what do we what what's the top thing you're looking forward to? Honestly, like just a break from everything <laughs> and quality time together. Mm-hmm. More yeah. than anything. Be really nice. That's fair. And um, you got all your flights set and, you know, that's always the hard one right now is everything these flights keep getting bumped and. Yeah, so far, so good. And we were able to get direct flights there and back. So that helped yeah, too. Yeah, that was really nice. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. 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 Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So let's send an agenda for today. What do you two want to make sure we talk about? I don't know. Um, I know that since you, the disability insurance stuff and i and i saw that the um i did submit a quote from the other place you recommended and i saw they sent that to you as well yeah i don't know that would be one thing maybe yep life and disability was on my list cool um check back how's the budget going Mm -hmm. good yeah yes we were more on top of it this month way more and even like pulled up right capital a couple times and checked Mm -hmm. it yeah. Yep. Uh we only spent $25 eating out and it was to go get drinks one night. <laughs> all of a sudden you have all this extra money because you that didn't go out to win. eat every day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big win. Yeah. Felt good. That was good. And it was just so easy when you have something else, like when you have a comparison, like, oh, I can spend it here or I can spend it here. Just such a no-brainer then. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you have it, but there's actually a right capital app you can download for your phone. Oh. which they've now updated with a lot more budgeting features. We'll mess with that when you get back. I'm intentionally going to limit today a little bit because you're on travel brain. 
So like, <laughs> right. You know, my focus is going to be on the disability and life insurance. And then next, when you get back, so this is Anna's homework for the trip. Let's call it that is we're going to come back and we're going to do small business planning when we get back. Okay, cool. Yeah. So think about goals, think about what you want to do with the business models, yeah. you name it. But we will, we'll put that aside because I don't want to overwhelm you three days before the trip. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did do the question that you had, I think it was a couple sessions back, encouraged me to put out to followers. And so, yeah, we can. Okay. I got to get some answers on that. How'd it go? Good. Well, first let's, but what was the actual, how do you phrase the question to them or where'd we go with it? I think I copied down exactly what you had given me because I liked how you worded it so much, which was like, how has my work impacted you over the last year? thought that was really well written. So I just put it in my Instagram stories. I also mentioned it on um, that episode when I put it in the pot, like our session together. When I made that a podcast, I had, I got one person who like was so kind and thoughtful and like wrote, wrote me an email. That was really lovely. But a lot of it, it was interesting to find out because right. Like I have the podcast, I coach, I have the Wink Club community and Instagram sort of posts. So like I I kind of, yeah, I mean, they're all tied together, but definitely the podcast I think was up there um, in terms of people's comments, like um, through your podcast, I felt less, I feel less alone. And that really helped me or I found your podcast at a hard time and, you know, that kind of thing. So it actually was interesting to be like, oh, well maybe podcasts should be more of a focus than I had been thinking. Um, and then, yeah, what else? I've got my list here. Um, just sort of my content too on Instagram, just helping reaffirm and validating people's choices. So those were sort of the the main themes that came out of it. So now what we need to do is figure out priorities. What sounds like podcasting might be it. And then also how to monetize it. That's a separate question. But I'm kind of not surprised. So Instagram and, and a lot of the socials tend to be more kind of like exposure. Mm-hmm. Where if I want to like actually change people's life, we have to go a little deeper than just here's a here's a reel. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's going to be an interesting debate. Although I bet you if we looked at your amount of time you spend, you probably spend more time on some of the social stuff than the I podcast. used to. But not anymore. I think now I have been putting more time into like researching podcast guests, editing. I still do all that myself. That is one thing that I do want to outsource eventually. But yeah, so the podcast does actually take a lot of time. We're going to get back to return on investment and all that. But if we know that's what's touching people, then if that's your goal, then we drive that. Yeah. How often are you doing a podcast right now? Usually they're once a week, although with the trip coming up, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a hiatus now, but get back to it after that. Okay. So we'll have to kind of find that balance, but we'll come back to that one. It's going to be interesting because now we're going to have to figure out how to get people from the podcast to the coaching and the community and other things. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm not going to dive too deep. I want to dive into that right now, but. (laughs) <laughs> You're going on a trip, so let's be nice. Uh, I mean, come on. How much brain power do you have left before the trip? None. Very and now we're going to yeah. talk about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about insurance because it's a must. It's not an option. We need to figure out something for you, too. So 
Yeah. And even before we shift to insurance, because insurance is really boring. So I just want to make sure like any fun stuff we do up front. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, I don't think so. I think other than that, we just like also got our taxes to our accountant because um, you had put that on our homework to get done before our trip. So we did, which was a good right. deadline to have. But yeah, otherwise, I think that's that's it. So once your taxes are done, you're going to upload those and write capital. And we're going to do a tax planning session. Kind of like, how do we save taxes this year? There may not be much we can do for you right now, but tax planning really looks at over the next 20 or 30 years, how do we save money versus just this year? So oh. we'll look at that because we, we do it after you file your taxes so that way we can plan for next year because we can't change last year. So, right. You know, so like the HSA and things we've talked about. So, all right, let's talk uh, insurance. So Grant, it looked like you guys had some life and disability insurance quotes from a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you thinking about there? What were you trying to do at that time? I think we went in there mostly to talk about disability insurance and also in the, over the course of that conversation, life insurance stuff came up. And I think what we found is like, let me know if I'm wrong, but my life insurance is okay. Your life insurance is okay, but could be bumped. Yeah. I think a little bit. My plan, I didn't have all the information, so I needed to get that to him and I haven't done that yet. Okay. So this is when I, I guess I'm going to publicly talk about insurance salespeople. So you went in for a disability and they sold you life insurance. Yeah. I mean, think, think that through. And <laughs> one thing that I was unclear of that maybe, you know, this, the way, the way that he was talking about life insurance was, um, or disability insurance was, it was a type of life insurance. Do you, does that sound ring a bell? Yeah, oh, maybe. you're going to cause me pain. <laughs> <laughs> So here's how this works. Remember, just kind of clarity thing. I'm an advice-only financial planner. So I give you advice. I don't make any money on any products. Um, I don't recommend anything. I don't have any affiliate. I don't have nothing. And I intentionally do that because you just saw what happens when people are make money off of insurance. Mm-hmm. They try to sell you life insurance because they get a percentage up front or, or they call it a trail where they get a percentage for the rest of your life. Mm. Uh, and that's how they make their money. And just going to let you guess, how much do they make on disability insurance? Nothing. Okay. Got it. Wow. Now, um, just kind of a reality check on this. So insurance salespeople can call themselves financial advisors because that's not a legal term. That's just a marketing term at that point. They're not certified financial planners. That's a, that's a separate certification. They're financial advisors, but they only do is insurance. It's like going to your barber and ask them if you need a haircut. They're going to tell me yes, even though I got nothing. <laughs> Oh, you need a beard trim. Okay. You know, like (laughs) they got to sell you something and life insurance. So great example. You two, the only debt you guys have is the house, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We we, we paid off everything else. Yes. Yeah. And while it'd be sad if one of you died, the other one could, you know, pay the bills without it going crazy. Now, Anna, you might have to shift your business. So, you know, but you, you probably would anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The check of it, you know, so. Life insurance for child-free folks, the only time I recommend it is like if they have like a weird business situation, they have to do something or if they have a lot of debt that like we have no other way out. Or like you tell me, oh, I want to leave $100,000 to my uh, niece and that's one way to do it. You, that's none of those are you. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So they quoted you like us. We're going to look at the quotes in a second, but like a $600,000 life insurance, which is the standard 10 to 12 times your salary type routine and said, well, this is how you protect your loved ones. Right. Have you heard this pitch before? Yeah. It sounds pretty right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you ever wonder why people hate financial people? It's because of these type of things. Like it's just, I don't consider them in the same field as I am, but they do, you know, and it's like, it's just a different thing they're doing. It's like going to your doctor. And if he got a, a cut, a kickback for every script he wrote to you, you know, like, Oh, every time I give you Paxil, you get, you know, it, you wouldn't go to that doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's what it is with life insurance. Yeah. And he did call himself a financial planner. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you've got their number. <laughs> I was at a conference last week and there are a bunch of people that like shifted from insurance and came into, you know, becoming a financial planner. And one of the people I had dinner with was giving me this insight about the inside of what it's like working at one of those insurance companies, which shall remain nameless. And I was like, how did you sleep at night selling this stuff to people? He's like, that's why I got out. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, how long did it take you to get out? 15 years. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> You know, but what it is, is they make a lot of money on the sales. Mm-hmm. I had somebody else, one of my, uh, somebody I was working with that their niece went to work as an internship at one of these insurance places. And as the summer internship, they required the niece to bring three of their family members in to get quoted on insurance. Oh, wow. I'm like, that should be illegal. Like yeah. <laughs> an unpaid internship and you're required to sell your aunt on it. Wow. Yeah. Bottom line is, I don't see a reason why you need life insurance. Do you have any reason you need it? No, I mean. Mm-mm. And I guess my question about life insurance is like Grant and I both have these old plans that we, I think we figured out your parents mm-hmm. set up for you. And then mine was like when I had my one of my first jobs in my early 20s, they just set me up on something um, so what do we do with those? Do we just keep paying into them? Do we shift gears? The first thing is you're going to upload a copy of it if you have it into Right Cabal so I can actually take a look. Yeah. But chances are it's not something you need. Now, my one caution on this. So like, Grant, if, if at work they had like a life insurance for like $4, fine. Like at that point, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, that's very common at work. You know, they have like, Oh, we'll cover two times your salary or one times your salary for like four or five bucks a paycheck. Whatever. I don't care. And I think I see, I had a note. Yours was like, I don't know. Supposed to be like a $45,000 death benefit. Was that kind of sounding right? Yeah, that might be. Yeah. So how much are you paying per year? Any idea? I pay 24 a month. Okay. So we're paying 240. Uh, we're paying almost 300 bucks a month, a year for a $45,000 death benefit. Grant, if Anna dies, do you need a $45,000 death benefit from her? I don't think so. Now, by the way, Anna, we're going to actually have to look at the policy because like, how do we get you out? And there's like a bunch of things. And what will happen is I, I think it says it has cash value in there. That is what's called hybrid life, where there's term life and an investing component. And my way of looking at this, so term life says, hey, you know, for the next 20 years, I pay X amount per year and I get out a benefit. That's an insurance problem. That's fine if you need it. The hybrid stuff, I look at it like a spork. It's a, a spoon and a fork together. It does neither job well. 
So yeah. you're, you're paying for insurance and investing in the same thing where we might be able to better off just taking the 300 bucks and investing it and getting mm. a better Yeah. You've been paying it how long, Anna? I mean, since I was like 24, 23. Yeah. And, and then how many years are you going to keep paying for it? And this is the game. And what people go is, well, but I've paid in for so long. That's nice. Do you want to keep paying it for another 20 years, 40 years, 60 years? So we will add that onto the post-vacation list because I'll look at the actual policy. Okay. We'll see what we can do with it. And Grant, you have one like that also? Yeah, I don't I don't know almost nothing about mine, but my <laughs> folks set it up. It's not very expensive. And that's all I know. So I see these a lot like the parents get the Gerber life plan. This is the one you know they advertise for the babies. Mm. And I'm like, you know, you just sold a product that like it's an emotional buy. You want to protect your baby, but nobody needs the baby's income after they pass. Mm-hmm. They go, well, but you need to be able to bury yourself. Listen, you got enough cash hanging around to bury yourself. Mm-hmm. So, shoot, you want to get cheap, you get cremated for a whole lot cheaper. You know, like, or, or they have the new ones, like they make you into like mushrooms. You know, they wrap you in a whole cocoon and bury. And I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. composting. Um, <laughs> I got to have a joke about all this because it gets too. (laughs) But the bottom line is we get sold life insurance. Mm -hmm. You two did not walk in going, I want to buy life insurance. Right. Right. Yeah. You walked in saying, I want to buy disability insurance. And I'm going to show you what he quoted you on disability. I couldn't even find it. And I found it. Yeah. that's why I sent it to you because I had a time finding where that Because was. what he'd sent you was five life quotes. Okay. And oh. the disability was in the email and it covers nothing. So <laughs> I'm like, what is this mess? So moral of the story, just so you know. Anytime somebody sells you insurance or an annuity, which by the way is just an insurance with a fancy name, you're being sold something. We don't go somewhere to get sold. We go buy what we need, no more, no less. And that sounds like semantics, but with insurance, I mean, they start talking and you're like, of course I care about Anna. Of course I want her to have a life. Of course she needs this. And now they want you to pay, it was a couple of grand a year to feel that. But really what they want is the commission on the way by. Wow. (sighs) Insurance has a place, but it doesn't fit you. So I've, I've had some large fights. Uh, I was actually working with a reporter on one of the insurance like press things. I'm like, for child-free folks, I can almost say, just don't get life insurance and just make it a blanket rule. And she's like, well, no, there's no way. And I'm like, talk to me through cases where they actually need it. And the answer was maybe like 1% of people, which then in that case, I'd go, hey, you have a special need, go get this insurance. Mm -hmm. But there's this generic financial advice. You need 10 to 12 times your income in life insurance. That's for the normal life plan. That's for people with kids. Right. That's yeah. interesting. I think it came up that we didn't have kids at the time, maybe in that meeting. But mm-hmm. I don't know that it ever came up like we're not, we're never going to have kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a question. <laughs> Sorry. I had to laugh at that because like it wasn't even a choice, which is true. Um, for any, for any time you kind of go to financial insurance, any of those, I want you to ask them, how is it different because I'm child-free? Now, they, you may have to explain child-free means don't have kids, not planning on having kids. But if they go, well, you'll change your mind, just 
turn around, walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. And if they go, it doesn't change anything, turn around, walk out. Mm-hmm. If they go, I don't know, let's look at it. Okay. I can deal with that. Cause at least they're like, let me see. Now, by the way, they may still be selling you, <laughs> but yeah. If they say it doesn't change anything or you'll change your mind, walk out. Yeah. It's hard. And I'll, I, I'm not blaming the insurance people because that's why they make their money. And he probably doesn't have a clue that it's different for child-free people. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. We just got to educate him. Right. Although I have a feeling you're not going to want to talk to him anytime soon. <laughs> <This conversation. laughs> Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Car in the house are in good shape. Yeah. We leave it there. Um, we'll come back to the car in the house. I need to, and I haven't done it yet. Every one to two years, you need to shop that price. Mm. And same for YouTube. I always say I need to do it. And then I'm like, this is giant pain in my butt. And I stopped doing it. But like, you can save money by shopping every year. But okay. that's a good case where you're buying insurance, not being sold it. Yeah, sure. And right. by the way, they don't sell you car insurance because they don't really make much money on it. You can go to the websites, you know, Geico or whatever, and boom, and you have your insurance. There's no salesperson. They didn't make commission. Right. Huh. It sounds like semantics for buy versus sell, but it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's look at what he sent you just because it's going to annoy me. So this is the quote. He said, for the disability portion, I showed you a coverage of $950 per month. We'll come back to the elimination period. Three-year benefit. It's 20 bucks a month. Now, let me ask you two a question. Can you two live on 950 bucks a month? No. Then that was pointless insurance. What he did was he quoted the lower price on that to get you to look at the mm. uh, life insurance quotes. Mm. He's like, by the way, this is what this is. And then what he does is he shows you four different or five different versions of life insurance at 90 bucks a month oh. for different coverages. And what would happen is if you took this disability insurance right here, it looks nice, 15 bucks a month. The coverage is not enough to help you. Mm. Right. So that, that's what you're seeing go on. The return of, po- return of premium and there's some disability riders. Like um, there's some things in here like uh, waiver for disability. That just means you're not going to pay for the life insurance if you're under disability. Here's some extra money. So that makes the coverage from 500000 to 600000 That's all just selling you crap. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's all assumed you don't smoke tobacco, all that. And then here's your premiums and here's what you have to do. So it's saying, now watch this. For th- up to 30 years, you pay 1000 bucks. As soon as you hit 31 years, your premium is actually $29,000 a year. What? Okay. 30, what this is, it says right here, 30-year term. Mm. So you two are mid-30s. So at 65, you can't afford this insurance anymore. Now, if I follow the math, you in theory should die after 65, not before it. <laughs> so you paid 1000 bucks a year for 30 years. And the likelihood of you actually using this policy is small, almost like a tree falls on you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You see the game? Mm-hmm. And then what he gave you was a whole bunch of other versions of the same quote. Well, this is 20-year term, and well, that's all that is. This one's a th- different 30-year term. It's all just trying to sell you stuff. Do you want life insurance? No. No, I don't think so. Disability insurance. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> 
So by, by the way, this is one of those that you never get an education on because what you get is whatever they sell. Yeah. Their insurance product is what they educate you on. Yeah. If it sounds a little shady, it, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure someone in the comments is going to hate on me for hating on insurance people. And insurance has a good place. It does have a place if you need it. If you don't need it, waste time. All right. So let's talk at disability. So this is the quote you were sent, but we'll go through it. By the way, insurance companies, we want decent companies. This is a decent company. Um, really, we're just looking for insurance companies that aren't going to go out of business. You know, you don't want your insurance company to be just like some random Joe's insurance mm-hmm. uh, with no history. So here's what this is. This is for Grant. The benefit here, monthly benefit is $6,345. Now, if you pay for your own disability insurance, you're going to get $6,345 each month income tax free. Mm. Can you two live on $6,000 a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without taxes, you better be able to. <laughs> <laughs> but you see the difference in the coverage. The last one was $950 a month. Yeah. All right. The benefit waiting period is 90 days. So what this means is... Heaven forbid that tree falls on Grant and he can't work for a year. It's not going to kick in for 90 days. Now, you two have enough emergency fund, little cash around. If you had to, you could make it 90 days. You probably also could cash out some of your PTO from work or some of those things. Mm-hmm. If you can't make it the 90 days, that's where we would get short-term disability to cover that 90 days. This is only going to kick in. So, so essentially, you're going to get no money. Day 91 kicks in. Does that make sense? Yeah. The benefit runs to age 65, which is when pet when Social Security would come in. Also, kind of a little fun one, you would get this 6345 and you can actually apply for Social Security disability and put it on top of this. Mm. So the nightmare, uh, I apologize, I'm going to talk about some nightmare situations for a second, but the nightmare situation is Grant has some, you know, has a stroke or has some type of medical issue. Right now at 37, and now you guys have to pay bills for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Reality check is, Anna would be better off if Grant was taken by aliens and disappeared at that point. <laughs> but no, seriously, caring for a dis- disabled person, you got medical issues, you got healthcare issues, we got you know caring issues. Now we have to change our. I mean, this is why life insurance I'm not so worried about because like if one of you died, you'd be okay. If one of you got injured and now had to be cared for for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. See the difference. Now, this goes to 65. Uh, a couple of things in here. You know, this is some rehab. All this, they're saying, listen, we'll, we're going to try to get you to go back to work if we can. But what it has, which is, these are riots, we'll talk about it has an option for own occupation. We mentioned this a little bit last time. But the bottom line is, as long as you can't do the job you trained for, you're considered disabled. Sure. So I'll give you an example of this. Um, my sister, she's right around your, uh, a couple of years older than you all. Um, she had a fall and she's got a concussion she's been fighting for six months. She's a teacher. Teaching with a concussion is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, she went back, tried to do a half day, didn't work so well. So she's doing like a crafting business on the side. She's actually doing pretty well at it. That crafting business does not take away from her disability because it's not her own occupation. Sure. 
If you did not have your own occupation, like you're making 12 bucks at the crafting business, you don't get any disability benefit. Oh, okay. This is the the old, you know, oh, you can't be a surgeon anymore, but you can work at McDonald's. You don't get any disability benefit. So that's why own occupation is so important. Let me go over the overall plan. The one that I do want you to see is the cost of living rider. They actually allow every year it goes up by 3% so that that 6,500 30 years from now is keeping up with cost of living in theory. Mm -hmm. That's important because we've seen inflation right now. It's 6%. It wouldn't cover this year, but over the last few years, it would have. Yeah. Um, the catastrophic benefit, I tend not to take this one. This is like, uh, I call it gambling a little bit. Well, you know, if something really bad happens, we'll give you extra money. Well, I really need disability. I don't need to gamble. So here's what happens. If you get all the riders, all the add-ons, it ends up at $3,000 a year. That is for $76,000 a year of coverage. Now, that other quote was for 15 bucks a month, but for $1,000 of coverage. So a completely different thing. By the way, it's cheaper if you pay annually. And what, I, what we'll probably end up doing is we'll take some of these riders off. It'll come down, let's call it 2,500 bucks. So the question you two need to answer is, is it worth paying $2,500 a year, a little over 200 bucks a month to protect Grant's income from any type of medical or issue and not being able to get it. What do you think about that? By the way, you don't have to answer it completely now, but let's just kind of get a feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. I mean, it's like the difference between it, it's such a small price for having to you to, for example, totally turn your life upside down to make ends meet, you know? Yep. Yeah. Now, here's how this usually works. By the way, most people freak out about the total cost. Did it freak you out, the overall price? A little for me. It's okay. Yeah, I think it, I think it's, yeah, I don't know, higher than if somebody just asked me how much. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you do consider what you get from it. Yeah. By the way, it's usually cheaper if you can buy it through your employer or through like a, you know, the association of something or another. Mm-hmm. And as your business kicks off, there's actually a... Uh, I think it's called the freelancers union or something like that, that you'll be able to get yours through. Yeah. Like there's random ones. We didn't find one for grant that was under that. The bonus of an individual policy like this is grant changes jobs. He can still keep it. If you buy it through your company, you switch jobs, you lose it. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. (laughs) It's also why if you actually get injured, you don't quit your job first. You you get the disability benefit first, then quit your job. Mm. If you quit your job before you file for disability, they're going to be like, you get nothing. Which, by the way, is just evil. But, you know, like it's. Wow. Yeah. So, a couple things. If the cost freaks you out, you can actually change it and say, I'm not going to protect myself to 65. I'm going to go down to 10 years. This, I very rarely will have people go less than 65. Um, We can look at it as you get a little older, but not right now. You go to 180 day waiting period, which means six months, brings it down a little, but six months without a s- income is really hard. Some people go a year out and I'm like, you can't afford a year without getting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. The The bottom line is you can look at it and say, you know, but some of the things in here that actually do matter, like if you go on and off, disability covers you. Um, 
you know, if you lose both your feet, you automatically get it. Like there's r- random things in there. We'll try to get you to go back to work. When you are on disability, you don't get charged the premium, things like that. The one thing that is in here that says guaranteed renewable, you know, you, as long as you pay it, you're good. But like if you skip a month or whatever, they can say, we got to do this all over again. Mm. And that's never a good idea because now we got to requote it and might be more expensive. Um, this one here, catastrophic, additional money if you're unable to perform two or more activities of daily living, a severe kind of impairment or presumptively disabled. So like you have to uh, activities of daily living, like you, know, you can't bathe yourself, you can't um, you know, cook, you can't take care of yourself. Some people use this and just kind of want to say the thing as kind of like a fake long-term care insurance. Kind of saying, if you have a big problem, it'll cover it, but only covers if it's a big problem. So if you don't meet that checkbox, you're not going to get there. So I don't usually use that. But let me pause there and kind of just give you a moment to think reactions, questions. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, what what I'm always concerned about is not always, but I'm sometimes concerned about is somehow being in a situation where I've lost my income and that has a big impact on our finances. Although it is like, it, you know, it does seem like a lot each year. It also like, can't really articulate what I'm thinking, but um, yeah, it, I mean, there's a lot of peace of mind there to feel like, okay, like, worst scenario we're still in good shape i mean mm-hmm. not physically or you know <laughs> but you know to have one less thing to to worry about is really nice yeah 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 i agree and i'm with you grant the hard part of this stuff is get disability insurance and you never use it you should be happy about that yeah mm. yeah that's what I couldn't <laughs> articulate, yeah, is that it and, feels like worth it still. Yeah. And if you get disability insurance and you use it, you will write me an email going, thank you so much for talking to me about disability insurance. I ha- it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like from my standpoint, it's one of those, I'm like, it's a great recommendation because no matter which way it goes, you're in a better place. The question is, is the cost worth it? And that's a judgment call. Uh, all insurance is a debate. You know, kind of like, what's the likelihood of it happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the more challenge, the more dangerous your job is. Actually, disability insurance gets more expensive. So, like, they already do the math. Um, it's just, I don't know. I talk to people in their thirties. Now they still have that kind of like invincibility thing. Oh, nothing will go wrong. And you know what? If you believe nothing's going to go wrong, something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just something. It sounds like you're kind of a little more realistic of it, but. You know, you two with where you're at, eh, if you said, hey, it's a little expensive, I don't want to do it, I probably wouldn't fight you. If you said, hey, I want to do it, I, I'd say, yeah, that's fine too. Because it's a judgment call. And really what it is, is a question of where do you sleep better? You know, kind of like I use that example of life insurance. Oh, you don't you want to make sure she's covered when you die? Well, this is where disability comes in, you know, and and. I've had quite a few clients, now I'm just thinking it through, in their 50s who ended up on disability for whatever reason, 
And the ones that had insurance are much better off than the ones that aren't. And the ones that aren't are on Social Security. And it's Social Security, I'll bet you it'll pay you 1500 bucks a month or so. Mm. Which I'm almost like, you may as well not even pay me at that point because I can't even pay my house bill, you know, my mortgage, never mind anything else. Yeah, right. And what are you thinking? I'm trying to read your face and, you know. No, I think that, <laughs> what is this, our fifth session? Um, to me, it feels like a no-brainer because of the peace of mind is worth it. But I I, I don't know if it, this was something we talked about on the first call. I probably would have been like, but that's a lot of money. But um, having us like talking about money so much and I mean, we're still not great at the budget, but we're getting a lot better. <laughs> I don't know if we're like just slow, but um, but uh, yeah. And I think like this feels like the when you talked about the budget as like it's forced adulting. And I feel like disability insurance is just like it's just an adulting thing. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, pull you behind the curtain. There's a reason why I get your budget done first, get you out of debt. And then I'm like, get insurance. Because really we're talking about 250 bucks a month if we figure it that way. 250 bucks in your month in your budget is not going to make or break anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's a whole lot better spending than some of the other things you've spent it on. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, you know what you're spending money on. Um, and 250 a month. The, by the way, the way you do that is you pay it up front and then you put 250 a month aside for next year. Yeah. And you sure. pay it up front because you save the annual, but you're essentially making the monthly payments to your savings. I, I like your statement. It is, it is an adulting thing. And I, I always love people's reaction in their mid thirties. Cause like, they're like, well, I'm not going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. The adult says I plan for getting hurt or whatever. And when I was, I just turned 40, they said, Oh, you hit 40 and like random body parts just hurt. Like middle of the, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, how did I throw out my shoulder? And I was like, no way. I'm now 45. And like this morning, like, <laughs> like <laughs> what did I do in my sleep? My shoulder's still. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. Grant, any other thoughts, questions? No, I don't think so. I think that was laid out really clearly. And it is hard to think of like, for the benefit, like something else that we could do with that $2,500 a month that would be of anywhere like similar value in terms of like peace of mind and thinking about impact to our livelihood. Yeah, I feel like before we started talking with Dr. J or even really like one of your biggest, this this feels like at the heart of one of your biggest concerns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yep. The other one, Grant, and I'm going to connect this back. This goes back to your goal. If you're going to start building that house, well, you uh, need some disability insurance because we fall off the ladder or like, because I'll tell you right now, Grant, you go to build that house and you fall off a ladder and get disabled and you haven't bought the insurance, Anna will never let you live that down. <laughs> Is that not true? <laughs> yeah we talked about this with dr j we knew we should have done this you're up on that ladder that stupid house and you fell off and you broke your <laughs> you're you laughing but you know this discussion you would have a right to <laughs> we always do stupid stuff okay my wife gives me a hard time about everything too i um i have disability insurance. I, I have my my yard has a giant hill big down to a lake and I was on the lawnmower and it died and the transmission was, so I, I went over and I messed with it and it's a zero turn. So you don't really have any steering wheel. 
it set free and I ended up going wheeling down the, the hill with no power, no brakes, no steering. Oh, no. Flying down this hill. And I'm just trying not to land in the pond. I end up in the trees. I end up like dazed and confused. My wife gave me a hard time about that mower and that <laughs> six months. You're going to kill yourself on that mower. I, I didn't want to tell her. I'm like, mm, I probably you know gave up one of my nine lives on that ride. Like, <laughs> like I'm not sure how I made it out, but you know, it's just guys um, who do stupid stuff. <laughs> right, Grant? Yeah. You're very, no, you wouldn't rub it in, but you could. You would have a fight too, and that's enough to, yeah. Glad you were okay after all that, though. Yeah. It took me a little while. I was was in rough shape. (laughs) Mower was a little broken, but that's okay. Um, You know it's bad when you have to call your neighbor to drag you out of the woods (laughs) and the mower. Yeah. I was that far in the woods. But, um, all right, so here's your next steps. So, A, sleep on it. B, if you want to do it. You got the email, you reply back to Mark and say, hey, I want to do this. Now, just so you know, the company I use LIS, they're an insurance broker. They're not paid commission. They're just paid a salary to do it. So not say they don't care if you don't do it, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. they get nothing extra. I get nothing extra. They will put you through a whole lot of paperwork because they have to prove that you're healthy and all that other fun stuff. Um, it'll probably take a couple of months. Mm-hmm. By the time you work through all the paperwork. And then you can put the policy in place. So what you might want to do is before you leave, just send an email and say, Hey, yeah, yep. Let's move in that direction. And then you can send a really well, nice worded email to the life insurance person telling them what you learned and how, you know, he's <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you. Dr. J says you suck. <laughs> and I always have to laugh because I have to watch out every once in a while. I'll do that spiel on life insurance. And I'll go, you know, that's my uncle. Right. And I'm like, well, your uncle's still trying to sell you stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good to have like um, another person in this space who doesn't have like, you know, um, incentive to sell something to reflect back on what you see. Cause yeah, otherwise, I mean, they do make it sound so good when you're there. Like, Oh, this is what you need to, you know, take care of your wife. And yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more warning while we're talking about people selling you stuff. The other one that I will never let you buy is a timeshare. (laughs) They make it sound great also. (laughs) My wife and I, we got like the free hotel stay to go hear a timeshare pitch. And I knew it was coming. And we just went there and they they had breakfast. I'm wearing the breakfast. And I'm like, we're not buying anything. They're like, well, you have to listen to our pitch. And I'm like, yep. I'm, you know, you get half an hour of my time. And And we go and we're like, just eating breakfast and, cool and they're like i'm like we're gonna leave now they go well no 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 you, you know i we need to talk about this i'm like we're not buying it no no well you need to talk to my boss before you leave and i'm like all right so you go to the next room well but you yeah i'm like no we're not buying it well but you need to did you consider but I'm like no three rooms later they're like almost like made a maze so you couldn't get out oh my and i all like i could hear the sales which i'm like i get what you're selling I'm not mine, but it sounds so good. Well, don't you want to take a vacation every year? Don't you want to have a plan for it? Don't you want to save money on it? And it's all scam. Timeshares, nobody gets to buy. Life insurance, no, for for you. But I'm warning you in advance because you will run into the timeshare salespeople at some point. 
fair enough. Just fair warning. All right. Other questions? Not for me. No, no I don't this think is, so. Yeah, this is super helpful. Yeah. All right. So next time we get together, we're going to focus in on Anna's business. Um, we'll check back on the homework items and all that. But by then, you'll hopefully have started you know, some of the, the disability insurance and uh, keep an eye on the budget. Remember, we set a budget for the trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Grant said he was going to watch it. And yeah. then actually, Anna did all the work to add up all of our expenses. <laughs> <laughs> and how close did we come to the I mean, we're, we're in the budget still? Um, so, so far, so good, actually. We're still under, but I think we might. We'll have to pay attention oh. when we're there. Yeah. Yeah. But all of our close. room and like board is taken care of. Yeah. So I feel like we have a lot of the like, not all, but we have like the bigger items and the must have things. Yeah. And then we can make decisions about food. Food will be the biggest one. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And vacations always people do mindless spending, myself included. Mm-hmm. You just got to find some way to find the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think we said a $3,000 budget, right? Was that the number? Mm-hmm. If you ended up at 3500 whatever. <laughs> Instead of 5000 we screwed up. Yeah. Which, by the way, two grand difference on a trip, you could do that in a week without breaking too much of a sweat. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's what happens is people go, well, I already spent so much. So therefore I should, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You'll hear that. And then you're going to go, Ooh, Dr. J said to watch out for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going on your trip with you. I'm sure I'll be the one to say it. You'll have to remember or remind me that. Oh, I don't know. It might be me too. Might be (laughs) both of us. (laughs) What's going to happen is it depends on who's buying the thing. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Grant goes to buy something. You're like, remember? Yeah, we're kind of enablers. Yeah, we are. Well, and then like people are like, well, it's a different currency, and I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, the euro is like one for one for the dollar, so you really can't get away from that excuse. Yeah. <laughs> last time I was in Europe, it was like a dollar fifty, one point five euros to a dollar. So you had to do like math every time you were. Oh like, yeah. And then I was in China, and there's like this really weird math, and I'm like. I have no clue what I just spent. (laughs) You're like, it was X amount of this and that. And you're like, I don't know. So that's what I'm just trying to get you mindful of. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like we, I feel well prepared for the trip. Yeah. We'll report back. See how we do. (laughs) That's going to be a great Instagram reel. $3,001. No, it, it, Travel's good. It's just we got to keep it somewhere in a budget. Yeah, right. All right. I'll send you some homework and we'll go from there. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. This is how we reach more people. And in doing so, that's how we break the stigma. I would really appreciate your support in that and helping this podcast reach more listeners. And if you're someone who is struggling with any aspect of your child-free life, head over to my website and book your free clarity call. We'll talk about how you can start living your best child-free life with intention and purpose today.